Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hey, it's Sparky Pfeiffer, 55 past the hour. Time for another Milwaukee Sports Update. Time to talk with our guy. He is uh, Tim Dillard as we broadcast from the Wendy Studios. Don't forget that Strawberry Frosty is running out of time here. It's done uh, as we get closer to the end of summer. Limited time only. Make sure you go get that Strawberry Frosty today. Get one for you, uh, your girl, your kids, whatever the case may be. Everybody will be happy at the end of the day. Joining us now is the happiest man that I know, Tim Dillard. Uh, he is the Valley Sports with Wisconsin Brewers analyst and, of course, a co-host of Brewers Unfiltered, which you can download on your Odyssey app uh, or check out at Brewers.com with Sophia Minnert, Adam McKelvey, and, of course, Tim. Tim, let's start out talking about Freddie Peralta's dominant performance uh, on Monday night. I mean, it was it was better than good. It was it was great. I mean, just capital G. It was a stellar performance to watch. And this is what you knew was coming from Freddie. His stuff was there. His stuff has never been in question. Uh, even talking to Matt Arnold, um, you know, a few weeks ago, it's like his stuff is just, it's elite. Across baseball, when you're talking about the spin rate and the fastball, it's almost like it's invisible to a hitter. It was all about how he uses it and where he's putting it. And I think what we saw last night is a direct result of his last couple of outings where he was trying to not have huge misses because the problem would lie at times where he would throw some really good pitches and he missed really big. Last night, everything was tight. Everything was around the zone. Um, he was throwing, you know, 18, 19 pitches per inning, but he was striking out everybody, striking out the side. And what happened was the last two innings in the sixth and seventh, Rockies hitters were like, I don't want to strike out anymore. I want to swing the bat. And so all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he has a six-pitch inning and a seven-pitch inning to finish out the sixth and seventh. So it was a master class on how to pitch, how to use your stuff, and be effective. And I, he just wasn't afraid at all. And this is what I've been waiting for. I've been trying to speak this into existence. Uh, but last night, he did it. It was phenomenal to watch. I, I don't know if he's had a better outing than that, uh, to face one over the minimum. And really, the whole team. Uh, the whole team. They – the team uh, got 26 consecutive outs after the solo home run in the first inning. Pretty remarkable stuff. And Adam McKelvey had tweeted this out uh, yesterday. Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, and Freddie Peralta back together again the last three days. 18 innings, 7 hits, 5 runs, 4 walks, 27 strikeouts, 59 swing. Uh, and misses, and this is going to be the reason they win this division. Will be those three pitchers more than likely uh, pitching like their moms, the old selves again. Well, if those three guys can can keep even a, a fraction of what what they've been doing here, 
Um, this is what you need in playoffs. You look around baseball, everyone needs – it's okay to have one good ace, you know, but if you have three aces you can roll out there, that's what you need for playoffs. You just do. That's how it works. Uh, but, I mean, even Wade Miley has been outstanding. Adrian Hauser, um, they do have a plethora of guys that they can go to. But this is the this is the three-headed monster that the Brewers are used to. This is the ones that they want. These are the guys that have been doing it the longest. So, I don't know. I, I, I think it's shaping up very nicely. I think this is the reason why they were very, very slow with Woodruff is to make sure when he came back, he was 100% because they know it's at stake. And it all starts with starting pitching. When you're trying to go deep into playoffs, you need somebody that you can rely on. And these three guys have done it. Mike Vassal, Brewers Media Relations, yesterday put out Sal Freelich, the rookie, has 15 RBIs through his first 16 Major League games, a franchise record for the fastest to 15 career career RBIs, beating Paul Molitor, who got there in 19, obviously a Hall of Famer. Not saying Freelich is going to be a Hall of Famer, but you can't ask for much more, not only from the plate perspective, but also from the defensive perspective, and they're getting a start in center field yesterday. Yeah, well, I mean, he's played mostly center field in the minor leagues. Correct. It was interesting. Joey Weimer was usually in right field. Um, we brought up on our pregame show that I think he had three airs in the outfield over like uh, 12, 1,200 games or something like that. Or, I mean, how many innings? Maybe 1,200 innings is what it was, of course. And um, and, and they're asking me, like, is that is that a good thing? Is that a bad Like, what does that look like? And I was like, three airs in the outfield uh, over 1,200 innings in the minor leagues? is exceptional. And the reason is because have you seen some of the fields in the minor leagues? (laughs) You're on the road, you're playing an A ball somewhere. And it looks like that they, you know, you know, they're, they're growing crops in the off season. Like they're the, you know, not everything's pristine. We see on TV, we're like, Oh, every field's you know, like that. Right. That's not the case at all. He's in the outfield. And I've seen balls like uh, playing in different, you know, places I've played over my career, I've seen balls just routinely bounce the outfield and suddenly bounce over a guy's head or kick off their shin. You know, just some random stuff that uh, they have to deal with in some of these non-pristine environments. So for him to for him to do that just shows how good he is defensively. And of course, we've seen it. He's been making catches all over the field uh, and pretty much makes a, a a web gem every single time he uh, you know is out there, including last night when he uh, ran a long ways and got him a got him and out. Uh, we're probably going to see Joey Weimer in center, I would say, today, but um, hopefully Sal Freelich is out there against the lefty again, because I just don't know how you can not play him at this point. Agreed. Play him every day. Talk with Tim Dillard. Follow him on Twitter at Dim Dillard. And of course, brought to you by the legendary and iconic fourth base restaurant featured in the movie Major League all those years ago. And like we always say on this podcast, you go in, you think it's just a hamburger and beer joint, and it can be for sure. But it also can be a steak and crab legs and lobster joint uh, as well. And if scallops are really good there, uh, two at the fourth base restaurants and made sure uh, to check that out. Even though the state fair is going on, still plenty of time for you to go over there and uh, have a great meal. Uh, let's talk a little bit, uh, if you don't mind, uh, about Willie Adamas, who has been told he's giving been giving some rest here for a couple of days out of the lineup uh, on Monday. Uh, and the quotes I saw from Willie Adamas were pretty much every time he thinks he has it, he gets lost again and he seemingly can't put it all together, which has to be a helpless feeling, I would think, for any player. Yeah, I, I think he's just, you know, trying to figure it out and he's stressing. Um, and, and uh, you know, you can see it. You can see it at the plate. You don't see it in the field, which is, a you know, is a good thing. His, his shortstop defense has been elite. That's proven. Their stats backing it up. 
Um, but hitting wise, it's just there's times where he looks lost, and then there's times where he's zeroed in, and he's tried different mechanical things. Um, but really, it boils down to if he continues to chase fastballs above the zone and sliders down off the plate, pitchers are going to keep throwing it. And when he's doing good is when he's not swinging any of that garbage. But uh, when you're pressing, you feel like you got to get three hits every time you swing the bat. And that's where, that's where he's at. He's seeing the season slip by, um, and there's some anxiety that goes with that because, man, I, I, this is not – what my, I thought my numbers were going to be. And so you carry that burden around with you. And really the only fix for that is time. It's time to clear your mind, body and soul, just, just cleanse it, put things in perspective and then, and then get back at it. So, yeah, I don't think he's going to be in the lineup today. Um, just give him a few days. There's nothing wrong with that. And he was actually red hot before he got time off for the all-star break. All-star break did not help him at all. Um, so, I mean, hopefully these days off will, but at the same time, you know, he's surrounded by guys that love him and pumping perspective into him because that's what you do as a good teammate, good teammates. They'll just constantly surround you and they'll say, they'll try to put everything in a way that you can understand to make you feel like you're ready to go, uh, when the time comes and he'll be ready. It was interesting to see that lineup without Adamas because that allowed council to put uh, you know, Brian Anderson at third base. Monasterio got to then move to second with Terang at shortstop. Do you think there's a chance next year with Terang, Adamas, and Monasterio that they're actually on the field together if one of them ends up playing third, the other one ends up playing second, whether it be the alignment of Willie Adamas maybe at third base and Terang at shortstop and Monasterio at second, or Monasterio stays at third with Terang and Adamas up the middle? Do you think those three are pretty much the infield next year? Yeah, it could look like a cap shuffle. I don't know. I don't know what their plans are with Adonis. I don't know if that's I, – I know they tried to sign him, you know, and, and keep him long-term at one point. Um, but what's that look like now after right. this season? So, um, you know, there's a lot of different variables in there. Uh, I, shortstop's a very demanding position. It really is. It, uh, if you're not cut out for it, um, it's, it's a testament. When you see – you know, you look at Cal Ripken in the Ironman and playing out there every day. It's, it, he wasn't just playing any old position. Playing shortstop, uh, it, it's just, it just takes a toll on your body. Um, and, and not many people can do it day in and day out. Adamus is trying to do that. I think he eventually will be that guy again. I don't see any reason why not. Can Bryce Terang do it? Absolutely he can. So there's, there's options there. That's why we always try to guess the lineup every day because they have so many options and guys that can play uh, multiple positions and council likes that versatility. Uh, but at the same time, if you want to put the best you know, defense out there imaginable um, to, to, to your pitcher, if it's guys pitching a contact like Wade Miley today, uh, you put the guys out there that are going to be the best defense. I think that's what they did last night with Freddie. And honestly, throughout the entire game, uh, Bryce Terang saved a hit with his play at shortstop. Yep. Uh, Monasterio is solid. And of course, Brian Anderson is just a vacuum over there. He can catch anything and throw it. So, um, I don't know. I don't know going forward what the plans are and what this roster will look like next year. But you you know that Monasterio is going to be a part of that. Terrain is going to be a part of that. Pretty much any of these rookies are going to play a big part in next year's roster. I'm going to throw another curveball at you, and you can laugh at me and call no, me crazy. No. no, no, because fans called me crazy <laughs> earlier in the year when I suggested this. And the more people I talk to about this, now, now again, none of them are, are you know, uh, Brewer people. They're just fans like me that have played baseball or whatever else. But when you look back at Sal Freelich's past in baseball, uh, early on, like in college and so forth, he did play some second base 
in order to get Churio and Mitchell and uh, Weimer and everybody to play, somebody probably could move. And if Freelix at second base and it's Churio, Mitchell, and Weimer in the outfield and Yelich at DH, that probably gives you your best chance. But I, I do know that since the Bill Hall days, that they don't like doing those type of position switches necessarily uh, at the major league level. But what would you say to that? Just out of curiosity. Well, I mean, you look at Craig Biggio as a catcher. They moved him to second. Yeah. Braun was a third baseman. They moved him to left. Like, there's certain things that you can do. There's nothing. There's You can't tell a guy he can't do it, right? Um, and, and if it fits, it fits. But I think what it comes down to is they just have – they're going to have a log jam in the outfield here. Uh, they kind of already have one already. They're definitely going to have one next year, especially getting Garrett Mitchell back. And then what do you do with Cheerio? So – you're going to have a lot of guys. They're all going to be good, and you almost you don't want to give anybody up. So that's where it comes into play. And I, I think when you're talking about longevity, um, you got to you got to start thinking that way. If you have a lot of the, all these rookies locked up for several years, you need to sit there and say, okay, well, we're let's just put them in a position and let them roll. You don't want to be shifting around four and five guys every right. single season for three seasons. That's yep. just not going to make any sense. Um, so, yeah, you kind of work backwards. Who's going to take over center field? Who's going to take over right field? And then if anybody can play the infield. you got to think, out of all those guys, though, um, Freelich may be the best one at second base. But I think they're going to cross that bridge when they get there. I don't think they're going to worry about it. And You know what? I hate to say it, but this stuff does kind of work itself out sometimes. And very rarely do you have to make a huge move like that. But if you're going to do it, do it early, like they did with Braun. Braun played third for – you know, part of the season, no seven, and then after that, boom, here's the left field. Good luck. Here's the keys. Have a nice career. And he did. Yeah, and again, this would have to be done in an off season. You can't do this during a season. You got to give a guy enough time to get ready before spring training and all this other stuff. So sure. I, I don't know if they'll do it. They probably won't do it and uh, kind of go from there. And maybe they trade one or two of these guys uh, to get something else for something else. But I just love all of them, and I, I hope they can keep all of them <laughs> in a lineup together because offensively they could be really, really good. I think going forward, uh, which would be awesome to go with this pitching. Tim Diller, thanks so much for coming on, man. Everybody, check out Brewers Unfiltered on your. Uh, uh, Odyssey app or simply go to brewers.com. Listen to it there. Uh, what's on this week's episode with you, Sophia and Adam? Yeah, well, I mean, we had a, we had some we had a good time on this one. We laughed really good. No guests this week, but I had computer issues that I was going livid uh, while we were <laughs> recording it. Um, it's not going to be a hindrance to the listen, but it is. It was it was a hindrance to me to get into this little chat room. So. Um, anyway, I'll see if they edit that out, which I told them not to. <laughs> but it's fun. It's fun. They're talking about uh, – we talk about pretty much what we talk about. Um, you hear a lot of in-depth stuff and uh, hear a little bit about the cheese head, the home run cheese head and where that went and what's going on with that. Sophia has the latest. And um, anyway, uh, Rowdy Telez on his road trip going to Indianapolis to meet up with the Sounds for a week, uh, things like that. It's, it's really good. I mean, there's – there's a lot going on in this organization, which is a fantastic thing because I'm going to be honest with you, there's some of the most exciting players that I've seen in a long time, and the Brewers have a lot of them. Thank God we're not the White Sox. Let me just say this. That, 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 they are a disaster. I was listening to our sister station, The Score, in Chicago, uh, and all the Tim Anderson drama. Then there was apparently drama uh, with him and Yasmani Grandel uh, at one point before the All-Star break, and they got into an altercation in the clubhouse and all this other stuff going on down there. Like, thank God we're not them. Very, very happy that well, we got a good clubhouse. 
Well, that's a, that's the thing, you know, when, when we're doing the broadcast, you know, we always talk about, the, you know, the clubhouse and the unity and the, and the family that, that they, that guys come together and how important that is. And it kind of seems like a cliche talking point and everybody kind of glazes over to it, I'm sure. And they're like, why are they talking about this again? Um, it's for this reason that this exists. Uh, usually you don't hear a lot about it. It doesn't boil out onto the field as much. It doesn't boil out uh, into the stands as much, but um, there are bad clubhouses out there and there's some out there right now and players know it. Coaches know it. And players talk, coaches okay. talk. I, I want not everyone I, in there. I want to interject real quickly. I, and I know we're sure. going long like usual, but I love talking to you. Oh. Uh, so th- this is the thing. So Eric Bieniemy in football is the offensive coordinator now for Washington for spending all that time in Kansas city. Can't get a head coaching job. So forth. His players, or some of his players, went to the head coach, Ron Rivera, and said pretty much that, essentially, without saying he's being too mean, he's being too mean, right? The intensity level's too high, blah, 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 and they were worried about it. And Rivera said, well, you go talk to him about it if you have a problem with it. You go deal with him. And then Biennemi had to talk about it in the media, of how he coaches, and so forth. And when we talk about the players... Uh, in the clubhouse, I saw a thing with A.J. Pruszynski, the former White Sox catcher who now does the Follow Territory a podcast, and he yeah. said, you have to have players in the clubhouse that are the ones that are going to back up the manager and whatever decisions happen on the side. So if the manager says something and dresses somebody down and says, this is the deal, you're suspended for a couple of games, those leaders in that clubhouse have to go tell that dude, dude, you got to calm down. Like, this is the right thing for the team and so forth, but you got to knock it off. And if you don't have those veteran leaders to keep other guys in check things can spiral out of control quickly yeah unless it's one of the veterans right yeah like that's that happens too uh but you can't like can't let the inmates run the asylum you know that's something you always hear right uh when it's talking about organization and you got to know that hierarchy of how that works and um no one's above it i don't care what your contract is you know and you may be able to get away with more and there may be a little leniency in some cases but at the end of the day if if you don't if if a team can make a move and they don't want you there anymore, they will find a way. It will be Jurassic Park. They will find a way uh, to get rid of you, <laughs> you know, and, and that's apparent. You see it all across baseball. Maybe you don't notice it as much because a lot of this stuff is not out there, and it shouldn't be. You don't want to ruin a guy's career and, you know, by letting everyone know uh, maybe he's a bad teammate or let everyone know that this manager is awful. Like, you can't really have that out there because you're ruining the guy's career, plus it's, you know, it's just, you know, I don't know. It's just not right. Right. Yeah. So you, that's when you hear like, Hey, what do you got on this guy? Or what do you got on this coach? Or what have you heard? And you always hear someone say the cliche of like, uh, Oh yeah. Great. Yeah. Good guy. Good guy. Yeah. 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 And there's no elaboration there. <laughs> uh, <if> the, <laughs> like, that's, that's almost like code for, Oh yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, anyway, but this stuff happens in baseball guys know it. That's when you brought up foul territory. I mean, that's they're, they're, they're putting their finger on that nerve right now of showing that there's this whole organic world to baseball. The problem is knocking down that wall for the fans is not going to be good for anybody, but there, you can know more about it and, 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 and informing that, you know, we have to kind of glaze over it with cliches, uh, but that's for the best at times, you know, so, but sometimes it spills over, you know, like we saw with the White Sox and it kind of, that helps guys kind of perk up and go, you know what? I was there. I saw some of this stuff too. So, Anyway, I, I remember. Is, I, I remember. <laughs> yeah, I remember a famous incident. I won't get into who it was, but I remember a famous incident back in the day in the Brewers clubhouse where a certain pitcher put a certain position player into a wall, 
and then they marked the 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 wall imprint of where the player went into the wall with like yellow tape, like a like a body mark from where he threw the guy into the wall. So I've seen uh, and been a part of bad clubhouses for the Brewers in the past and know how that works. And I'm just glad they got a good one this year. Hey, Tim, thanks so much for coming on, man. Really appreciate it. And uh, follow Tim again on Twitter at Dim Tiller. Thank you so much. We'll talk next week. All right. Thanks, Marky. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.